Greetings and welcome once again to another episode of the Retroid Octopus Sephla Podcast, the only show that celebrates all the things that make growing up awesome. We are part of the Jorkening and the New Art Podcast Network, and as always, we are brought to you by Hippie Grounds Coffee. Into my belly. Into my belly. Do you hear it percolating? It's kind of like a spooky percolating. It's very appropriate. Because it's dead. Anyway. Very, very, very toss. Yes. I don't know, you know that anyway. song. Anyway, what are we doing? Anyways, anyways, I am your host, Nintendo, and it is so good to be back. Yes! the show. Woo! Um, Welcome back yes. to the host seat, my dude. Yes, yes, yeah. thank you. And uh, with me, as always, are my nostalgic cohorts. First, I see Action is my reward. Nice. And, of course, 8-Bit Alchemy. Beat it, twerp! Fine. Show's over. Yeah, good. That's what I wanted. Uh, <laughs> we didn't all put the platitudes of, from before were bullshit. We didn't put a crap load of work into this uh, pre-production into this episode or anything. We could just end it. Yeah, well, it. fuck yeah. it. Screw it's it. the crapper. It's all in the shite can. Shortest episode ever. <laughs> Bitches. Fuck. And the be- the best? M- maybe. Wait and see. It what might are we even talking be. about today? Today, we're Today. talking about theme songs. Woo. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. These are, these are our themes from a memory. Yes, from, from a memory. Part three. So this is our our annual uh, theme song episode. Yes. Uh, which is usually, you know, either video games or TV shows and cartoons or whatever. And uh, yeah, this is like one of my favorite episodes to do. And yeah. uh, it's awesome that we do it at least once a year. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And you know what's really funny? I also, I I like think of it as a video game thing, and we've never done a themes from a memory video game one. We nope. should. We we Although totally we do could. a lot Next, of video Although, game ones, but this ain't yeah, one we've of done them. this ain't one of them, right? Right, and so, we I did mean, do like the Castlevania music episode with Ian Wallace. Yeah, a right. couple years ago we did Our that. Yeah. yeah, yep, right. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. we should do a uh, themes from a memory. Now that we've completed the trilogy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes. we should really <laughs> right. branch out. Right. Know? I mean, that was my my original idea. But, you know, the past few months, you know, that the guys have been, you know, doing, you know, video game stuff and, you know, they, you know, just take a break from video games and let's do like, you know, something yeah. else. We have done a lot you of know. video games this year. <laughs> a lot of video games this year. Oh, so yeah. let's take a break from that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to, you know, play some of our favorites uh theme songs and yes. uh from like either you no know, live action or you no know, animated cartoons and whatnot and uh and uh, instead for the octoponder this week uh, we decided to uh just toss that aside for now and uh because Ooh. i asked you guys to contribute to this episode so it'd be like a request type of episode and uh you guys do half of the work okay yeah. Thanks. You, guys li- you guys literally did like all the work because we have yeah. enough material for like two episodes yeah, yeah so, jesus chill out be- over it because there's so many so many choices yes. i i i picked you no know, ones that we haven't played because a lot of a lot of you guys know p- picked the songs that we have we have, we have already played in the past mm-hmm. so i'll save that for next week so if your picks don't come in this week don't worry about it. No, I'll 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 play them next week because I'm going to do a like a part two of this, be like a crow's nest type thing. Um, right. So yeah. 
So that, that yeah. should be good. Yeah, I'll be just, hosting that by myself. Yeah. It'll be like, like, you know, dipping my, my toes in the water a little bit. Cause I'm going to do like my own, uh, Nintendo's, uh, jukebox on my YouTube channel. Yes. So, so let's see how well that goes. Yeah. Be yeah. like the prototype for Nintendo's it, it, Nin- Nintendo's. I can't even say your name. We've gone too long. <laughs> Nintendo's, Nintendo. Nintendo's jukebox. Yeah. Jukebox. Every oh, time I say jukebox, I always say jute box. Jute. Jute That's box. what I thought it was for the, like the longest time. Yeah, you know, you put the you put the coin in and then a bunch of music comes out and it goes Yeah, I know it's a juke. It's actually saying juke. When it goes juke, 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 juke. Juke makes any more sense because I feel like juke is associated with like moving quickly and dodging and like I don't I'm sure, I'm sure there's there's a an etymological etymological, etymological reason <laughs> for it. But uh it's yeah, funny. So, like I didn't I didn't know it was jukebox until Halloween came out with their uh their treasure chest, like jukebox treasure chest or something like that. Oh like, yeah, back in the nineties, oh, yeah, yeah. like, oh yeah. shit. So that's how you say it. Okay. I'm a you're like silly silly German band, you spelled it wrong. <laughs> Oh, smarter German than man. You. you know my language better than I do. Damn. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. All right. So music. Music. Yes. Music. music. So yes. we'll we'll start off with, with my block and then we'll go into Parasite Steve's and then to Apid Alchemy's block. And then uh hey, that's we'll go me. to a that's right, it is. And uh then we'll go to a commercial and then we'll continue on with your picks. Yes. Which is I have to say is fucking amazing i yeah. love they're it so, no, i've listened so listen to it i listen to everything and it's like fuck it's so fun yeah i love it absolutely yeah, this, love it. i'm so glad we did this and the second yeah. half of the episode is trl which stands for total retroid live yes mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. well my, my saliva part but uh i mean we're live to tape i'm alive this yeah i mean we're alive yes Ooh, i'm alive <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> all right so let's get started with my block Nintendo's block, and we will start with Chase and the Wheeled Warriors. Enjoy. Thundering across the stars to save the universe from the monster minds. Chase searches for his father to unite the magic root and lead his lightning league to victory over the changing form of Sawboss. Wheeled Warriors explode into battle. Lightning strikes. There's a power that comes from deep
So the last track you heard was Captain Planet. It sure was. And before that was Street Hawk. And the first song that I played, which I mentioned before, is Jace and the Wheeled Warriors. Now, I'm not overly familiar with Jason Wheeled Warriors or Street Shark. I vaguely remember those shows, but holy shit, I loved those theme songs yes like they were so goddamn good street <laughs> hawk for whatever reason just reminds me of the sega genesis yeah totally. i don't the, the so way how it much. sounds it has like that that weird sound the, the, <laughs> that the they use that, that fat ass wow 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 like yeah, the, I'm, that, yeah, that, like, I'm so picking up what you're good. Yeah. It's so oh yeah good. i love yeah. it it's I got that it. bootylicious warble you know <laughs> it just, is yeah it's a bootylicious warble you know it when you hear it. That's the name of the episode, by the way. What, so, what sort of uh, what sort of bird uh, emits the call of the the bootylicious warble of the uh, a large drummed purple titmouse, <laughs> the purple tit boob, <laughs> tit boob. the tit boob. Yes, um, yes. we named I mean, it, it completely in a vacuum. We have no concept of what any of these words mean. <laughs> Uh, yes, oh, awesome, right. awesome picks, man. Yeah, I love the picks and uh, Captain Planet. Uh, I just, I, I really do love, love that song. I yeah. think it's like the best part in the whole show. The whole show. Uh, I mean, the show itself is no. I love the message. Yep. Right. I mean, looting that and polluting is not the way. Not the, the way, way at, at all. I mean, Captain Planet fights for Earth. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> we're gonna, fuck we're yeah, gonna, he does. We're gonna take fuck pollution yeah. down to zero. Down to zero. Fuck yeah. That's right. Also, and first time I probably heard the word asunder. asunder yes. <laughs> oh, not tonight. You mean the first time I heard kids. the song way back. Right. <laughs> right. Not tonight. Right, right. No, here we are yeah. making history. First time yeah. tonight. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, put asunder, bad guys who like to loot and plunder. That's a that's a, a reach no, there, no. but you guys did it. And there's yeah, a there's, there's a fun reference I always liked in that because uh plunder was the last name of one of the main villains. And he's the guy that goes, you'll pay for this captain planet. And they, and that's right. Pretty much after they say loot and plunder. Oh, right. right. I don't remember his full name, but I remember his last name was plunder. And so they kind of just did that as a, as a fun wink and, you know, they timed it right. And I just always thought that was kind of cool. Plunder just goes, I'll get you. Hey, Steve, if it's the last thing I do, (laughs) get out of here. Coach Z. (laughs) Oh, shut up, kid. I really like the Jason the Wheeled Warriors logo. It looks like the Judas Priest logo. Oh, yeah. Like, like, yeah. It looks like the, the one from Painkiller. Yeah. Like, like, like Wicked Bad. The, 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 the bus on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. pretty. It's pretty sick. I, I like to like go back and like watch Jason Wheeled Warriors <laughs> and Street Hawk like on YouTube or something just to see. So what they're all about. It's it's really funny, actually. I thought I had that thought maybe only like last year. I think it was. I honestly think it was during pandemic. I think it was at some point in 2020. And I was like, oh, I'm familiar with this show. I have heard of it. I know what it looks like. And uh, that's it. I don't know what it's about. I have never seen yes. it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it does have like that cool buzzsaw, you know, very 
very uh, painkiller. But yeah, it's like um, it's it's weird. It's definitely weird. Like all the bad guys are plant based. Um, oh, I don't right. remember their vegan name, warriors. They're, they're vegan warriors. <laughs> the vegan warriors. Um, Jace in the mace. Yeah, we only the eat plants warriors. because they're evil and we have to eradicate them. That's the only reason why we're vegans. Uh, maybe maybe veg- vegetarians. I don't know if some contains yeah, I peanuts. Know. I don't know. Ooh, legumes. They're a gray area. Leg- legume. My legumen. They're like my legume <laughs> men. Legumen. And I just call them my my legumen. Um, my uh, legumen. I assume this is how the bad guy. T- no, I don't know. He's like some big brain dude, but he's green and he has uh apparently it's all it's all plants. Um definitely different. Uh you know, it's like set on it's, it's space stuff. It's like they're on the yeah. they're on the moon or they're on a, another planet or something like that. Yeah, they're not on Earth or anything. I don't, I don't right. Think. And it's definitely interesting, and I think it's probably one of those things that, like, you know, is is better in concept. But um, I watched, right. I watched, I think one episode, and was like, yeah, because at the beginning I was like, you know what, I'm gonna watch this whole damn show. I mean, there aren't that many episodes. I'm gonna watch this whole damn show, and then I am gonna be versed in Jason the Wheel Warriors. And I just only watched one episode, so I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I did that with like a couple of shows in a row like i was trying to find like a fun 80s tune that i never watched and like would love and there were certain ones that i watched a few episodes of and now i can't remember i remember talking to you guys about them when i did this and i there was there was some like robot show and now i can't even remember what the hell that was but it was the same time like i was watching all these 80s tunes on youtube and one of them was jace that that's what started it and i can't remember what the robot thing was it was some some old 80s robot show i don't I don't even freaking remember now, but I don't anyway. even freaking know. Anyway, Jason the Wheeled Warriors, uh, definitely one of those one of those weird '80s things. Like the toys were like cars, and they had like plants sticking out of the cars. Okay, almost yeah, almost like bizarre. if you picture like you know like the Audrey Two look, only instead of a like a pot, like it's in a tank, <laughs> tank pot. Tank plant. <laughs> and like, right. but it's like an Audrey 2 sticking out, or it'll be like a bunch of t- green tentacles with eyeballs at the end, or something. And they're all, just all plants. The main bad uh, guy reminds you a bit of like Cell from Dragon Ball Z. I mean, only only barely, but but uh, well, but, but a bit, but a bit, but the, a bit. The main guy kind of has like like rogues hair from the yeah from like the eight like before she had the. The two white bangs that just, you know, were like the Jennifer Aniston bangs down the sides of her face. She yeah. just had a skunk. She was a skunky. Yeah, this is skunk. This is Super this skunk. is full skunk. Skunk it's like road. brown hair, but with a white stripe down the side. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Good awesome stuff. song. I mean, really yeah. just awesome yeah. song. Yeah, yeah very it. cool. it's very, very catchy. Yes. Very catchy. And I'm glad you picked Captain Planet because that is a show that I don't like remember. Like, I never loved it. Like, yeah, like you said, like, you know, the, it was the song was kind of the best. I watched part. it a lot. Yeah, I watched not, it all the not time. Not because I liked it, but it was just always on. It was always on. Yeah, it was always on. Yeah. And I did. I it's not like I didn't like it. I just. Yeah, didn't it was OK. It. I think but, I I think I just expect like I thought it was way cheesier just in my head. And then if I sat down and watched it, I'm like, OK, you know, whatever. 
Hmm. But I could still just like never get over how kind of like dorky it was. But yeah. In I mean, hindsight, yeah. Hindsight, you know, it's like, yeah, it was it was a pretty solid message. And it, yep. it was a show that lasted for a long time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Whoopi sure. Goldberg was the original voice of Gaia, the spirit of Earth. Uh, she um, didn't play the character for the whole time the show was on, though. I don't know. They recast her at some point. And I could be wrong, but isn't LeVar Burton Kwame? I don't know. I mean, am I am I, I am I wrong on that? Hold on. There's somebody like super famous is Kwame on uh, who is the leader um, of the Planeteers. Let's look up Captain Planet cast. This is this is. is, Oh, yep. Google. Yep. LeVar Burton Kwame. Yep. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. I I learned that like years later, never knew it at the time. And it's just it's just so funny. And oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't even know this at all. Okay. I'm about to drop some nodge right now. I'm just getting this nodge. I'm going to pass it on to you. There's a character and his name was Venomous Scum. And he was like the lizard from Spider-Man. Only he was rat. He was like half rat. And he was always trying to turn people into rats, just like the lizard with the lizards. And uh, he yeah. was kind of like the plague, you know, sort of spreading disease character. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he was voiced by none other than motherfucking Jeff Goldblum. Oh, I had, scum. I had no idea. I had no idea. That's awesome. Oh I'm impressed God. by the character named. Okay. Duke the voice cast in this is blowing my mind. There's this character, Dr. Blight. Joe, do you remember? She was like blonde, but she had her hair was always covering part of her face because she had like massive scarring. Yes. She wore like a pink jumpsuit and she had blonde hair, but it had a, I think it actually had a white stripe in it. And it was covering her, half of her face all the time. And sometimes it would be revealed that because she had been in some horrible explosion or something, probably her own fault. She was voiced by Meg, Meg Ryan. Ryan. Yes. How? How? I never That's knew any crazy. of this. That is so insane. Dean Stockwell was Duke Nukem. Dean Stockwell from Quantum Leap and a million things. David Warner was Zarm. I don't even know who that is. But huh? Damn. Oh, my God. So the character Plunder, his first name was Luton. <laughs> oh, bad guys who oh. like to loot and plunder. His name was Luton Plunder. That's hilarious. And voiced by James Coburn. Amazing. Oh, my God. Margot Margo Kidder was apparently the second Gaia. And she's um, Lois Lane from the uh, the like the old Richard Donner Superman, Christopher Reeves Superman movies. Oh, yeah. You also have yep. Tim Curry yep. as Mal. Yep. You know, oh yeah, Mal was on, uh, uh, the the Mal. sentient computer for yep. Doctor Blight. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just cool. I I didn't realize the uh, voice cast was this insane, but the song is awesome, and that's what we're really yes. here for. So, but also awesome like stuff. for real though, that character's name is Duke Nukem. Like that's way before that game. It is. Must yeah. Have just stole that name right from it. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I remember when the game came out that I I did remember that that was a character in this show. Funny. He was cool too. He was like, uh, he was like radiation. He's like the fallout because yeah. every villain represented a different way to pollute, essentially. Right, right. right. Yeah, so right. they they did a good job like figuring out like different like little niches mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. was uh he was like a radiated like monster. He was no longer human. He had like uh, his skin almost looked like it was made of like bricks, like the thing. And he had like three fingers, and um, he was not human at all i mean he actually looked a lot like the thing with a different head but um and he was like glowing and he was probably glow in the dark which is super super fun 
Not as cool as yeah, high I love glow but... in the dark stuff. I wore a glow in the dark shirt yesterday. Uh, it was pretty fun. I can confirm. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So, yes, great. All picks. right. Yeah, so let's move on to the second block, which is Parasite Steve's. Yes. And uh, we will start with Bucky O'Hare. Enjoy this block. <laughs> In another dimension, another time and space A parallel universe is falling on its face When out of the chaos, who else could it be? But the animal adventurers from SPACE Bucky! Captain Bucky O'Hare Mutants and aliens and toads beware You're looking for adventure, well this is it With Jenny, Dead Eye, Blinky and Willie to win I said Bucky! Captain Bucky O'Hare I'm Bucky O'Hare on the Toad Wars In the battle of the universe, you don't know what's next You only know amphibians are made it complex when you check out your scanner and the evil that it votes is only one course of action Let's go for some toes! Bucky! Captain Bucky O'Hare He goes where no ordinary rabbit would dare If your righteous indignation has suffered a hit And your photon accelerator is broken a bit And you're losing your mind and you're having a fit Get the funky fresh rabbit who can take care of it Bucky! Captain Bucky O'Hare Just say Bucky! Bucky! Spider-Man from, excuse me, from 1960s. Oh my God. It, it, it really, you can really tell it came it's been a 60s. hot minute. Oh my God. Holy shit. So good though. I love it. Um, and before that was Inspector Gadget 
And of course, and of course, the first track was Bucky O'Hare, which I absolutely adore. Yes, fucking tasty. Like I haven't heard that theme song in so long until we started doing this episode. And yeah, damn, hot damn, it is so Mm. goddamn good. And I love Mm -hmm. the show too. The show is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So I have I have like notes on everything. Um. So Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Wars is the name of the cartoon show ran for one season, 13 episodes back in 1991. It's also known as Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Menace in Canada based on the continuity comics title Bucky O'Hare. And it was created by a guy named Larry Hama and illustrated by Michael Golden. Um, the series was, I think it came out in like 83, 84, something like that, but it only ran for six issues. Um, a few like short miniseries followed in the 90s, like two issues, three issues, one issue, two issues. There was a few of them, but the original creators were not involved. Um, yeah. Also a note on Continuity Comics, kind of fun. Uh, the company was actually founded by industry legend, legend artist Neil Adams. Uh, and they also published the two issue micro series adaptation of Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. Oh, wow. neat. Kind of fun. Nice. Um, so, yeah, Bucky O'Hare, basically, for those who don't know, is a show about anthropomorphic animals in a Star Wars like sort of scenario. Uh, these are all like, you know, half half human animal guys, but they're they're not really like quite as they're a little bit more cute than like the Ninja Turtles. They, they clearly they they're trying to make them look cute. They have really big eyes, but at the same time, like the comics were pretty dark from what I can understand. What, what, what I've yeah, like, okay. I've never read them, but from what I'm gathering, from what I'm learning about, um, they were kind of dark, like characters, would, like the, like characters like the would TNT. die and oh. stuff. And, and uh, actually the, the craziest thing I think is that uh, so the, the main enemy that they're always fighting, they're always fighting the toads, the toad empire. So just one one animal is always the bad guy. Um, and uh, they are the deal is that they are ruled by a despotic, uh, tyrannical leader. That's a sentient computer, which is basically the toad version of Skynet from the Terminator movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called Complex with a K. Oh, and, yeah. So okay. that's in the theme. They, they work actually a lot of fun references into that theme song. Uh, and complex is one of them, and they show complex at that moment in the in the intro as well when when they say it, kind of kind of mm-hmm. fun. But so in the show, it's just sort of presented like complex became self aware. The Toad Empire, the Toads were just as a whole, they were very like much like it, they're like the the commentary on us. It's like the same exact thing that RoboCop did which is to turn the camera on us and to be like, look, look at you capitalist dogs eating everything in sight, devouring stupid mindless sheeple. <clears throat> and that was kind of it. You know, it was like, oh, well, they made complex to like run stuff and then it became aware and then it sort of just took over because they were just so, you know, brain dead or whatever. And then they're like, yay, let's let's go. Let's be patriots. Is this sounding familiar at all to anything that comes to mind at all? Anyway, so uh, so in the comics, it was a little bit different. And uh, Complex, when he became self-aware, he actually lobotomized every single one at a time member of the Toad race. Wow. Now that's and not they, right. they, I saw there's a panel 
and they show them like actually sticking the needle into their brains and then they come out the other side and they're like just brain dead. So all the toads in the comic were actually just brain dead slaves that wow. just wow. Yeah. Like much darker. Um, so kind of interesting. But in the cartoon show, they added a bunch of characters. They flushed stuff out um, in both the comic and the cartoon. Um, this is also in the intro. Bucky works for SPACE, which stands for the Sentient Protoplasm Against Colonial Encroachment, which I never <laughs> knew a, until that's I a mouthful. I'm like, what is space? It's, it's it's in there. It's in there. It's in the, the intro. Uh, they're Bucky animal adventurers from SPACE after all. Um, but this is just a theme song that's never left my brain. I can always just kind of sing it at any like at the drop of a hat. And I just always loved this uh this song, I mean, I liked the show. I feel like I liked the song better than the show, but I did like the show. Yes. I think I mainly liked the video games, but the show was definitely cool. And they also mm. had toys that were really fun. And just a couple of years ago, they put out brand new toys. There was a company who picked up the license and they like remade all the original Bucky. Well, not all of them. They made a bunch of the Bucky O'Hare figures and they added uh, a bruiser, the Beetlejuicean baboon who is like the big, huge, strong guy. And he's also yeah. the engineer because, you know, strong, smart was like in vogue, I guess, beast. I don't know. But um, but yeah, so he uh, he's like huge. He's like 10 inches tall or something. He's like a massive figure. But anyway, really fun line, uh, really fun. Original figures, too. They hold up. They look great. There's like tons of little like detail pieces. Um, one of the things that always blew my mind as a kid, like, you know, I'd look at my Ninja Turtle figures, which I loved, obviously, but they were they were very basic and like especially the weapons like you know you'd see like Michelangelo's nunchucks for instance they were just, you know all the weapons were just brown no details no painting or anything like that and you know the the two chucks were just connected by a a thread of plastic it wasn't there was like no detail to it at all meanwhile like Panthro comes mm -hmm. with like a full set of nunchucks with like plastic chains with actual chain links and everything and I was always like wow they really this isn't the same quality. Well, Bucky O'Hare came out and it was like the same sort of thing as Thundercats. They were smaller, but the details were crazy. Like I remember the character, the only human Willie DeWitt actually had like his own pair of glasses that were like little transparent plastic that they made separately. And then like, you know, adhered to his face wow. and it looked so freaking good. I just, you yeah. know, so many other figures, if the character has glasses, it's just part of the mold. Yep. You're just going to sculpt. Yeah, so that. they don't fall off or whatever. Yeah, you're just going to sculpt that <laughs> yeah. and then paint it. Um, but this is like, no, we're going to make separate glasses and then glue them on or something. Like, I don't know how they it seems. It seems like so much work for such a little detail. But there's a bunch of little stuff like that. They were pretty good figures. So anyway, Bucky O'Hare, uh, very fun show. Yes. Um, Inspector Gadget is 100 percent just like Captain Planet for me. This is a show that was on all the time and yep. I never loved it, but I always just, it was always on and I would catch it and I would watch it sometimes and I liked it, but I never loved it. And this, but the, the theme song cannot be denied. It is an absolute classic. It's an absolute earworm. It's very, I always thought it was very spooky. Mm -hmm. It it's is. Like, yeah. Really yeah. like it's dum, different. Dum, dum, dum. It's, yeah. Yeah, because the main villain of Inspector Gadget, Dr. Claw, is a direct parody of um, 
Blofeld, which is like a the famous Bond villain that was in a bunch. And he's like the guy with the cat, you know, basically you, you yeah. didn't see him in the first couple of movies he was in. You only saw him from uh, shots of his hand pet- petting the cat, which is the whole Dr. Claw mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and uh, and everything. But it's not very James Bond, like really not in tone. No. Like there's no. like cars and, and, and stuff and vehicles and chase scenes. And I guess, but I still don't think it feels that James Bond really. And the song is just not right. Like danger not. mouse has like a sexy James Bond song. And this just is right. not right. at all. It, you know, so it, but I mean, it's, it's a classic. And when it, when it change, when it shifts, just when you think you've heard it all and then it amps up and it goes, go gadget, go. And it's like, that part always was my favorite of the song. And I would always like wait for it. Even if I wasn't going to watch the episode, like I would listen to the theme song and just like wait for that nice. part. That yeah. was my favorite. Yeah. So uh, just real, uh, real quick, Inspector Gadget produced by Deke Entertainment, who made a ton of cartoons back Deke. in the day. Um, Inspector Gadget ran for two seasons, which is crazy to me. It was only two seasons. Yeah, it's not too uh, from 83 to 86. But there were um, there were 86 total episodes and it did remain in syndication into the late 90s. Oh, wow. From that's when I would have seen it three. So mm-hmm. like basically, you know, probably 12, 13 years or something like that. Yeah. Insane. Huh. Inspector Gadget was famously Damn. voiced by Don Adams from Get Smart. Uh, he's world famous, if thoroughly inept cyborg police inspector that combats the criminal schemes of MAD, which, by the way, another thing, another acronym I, I only learned for this episode. I never knew what MAD stood for. Maybe Any ideas? No. Maniacal antagonist department. It's so bad. It's like they weren't even trying to make it sound like an actual acronym for an organization. It just stands for mean and dirty. That's mean it. and dirty. Mean and dirty. Wow. No mad. thought at all. And they talked yeah. about mad all the time. It was very prevalent in the show. It's like, okay, this is the organization. Don't forget. Um, it's like Spectre, you know, from James Bond. It's like Spectre. It's mad. Right, but right. anyway, um, obviously it's run by Dr. Claw. So um, also, you know, the, basically what would happen in every episode is Inspector Gadget would get a mission because everybody just labors under the uh, impression that he's actually good at his job, even though he's terrible at his job and he can't do anything. And he always screws up, but he has a niece that's like his ward and a super smart dog that's never explained why he's so smart and can kind of talk. And uh, they just always tag along secretly because they know he's terrible at everything. And the niece, Penny, who's really like Penny and Brain are the two, like Brain's the dog. They're the best characters anyway, like by far. Right. And right. they're actually good at everything. Right. Nobody's and, favorite character is Inspector Gadget. Right. And so like, not only do they solve every problem, but they have to do it in a way that Gadget never knows that they're there because Gadget is so fragile that he can't think that he's not the best. It's like it's like when you tell your little kid, like, no, honey, you're the best dancer ever. It's like it's like Barry from the Goldbergs, like Big Tasty. He grows up thinking he's great at everything because because Beverly's just like, you know, oh, my my kids are the best. Oh, you're a little so special, little, little smoochy boochins or whatever she calls them. And like like he grows up and he's like, what? I'm not the best at everything. Like what? what? It's like that. Right. Like he's so fragile. He's so dumb. 
but anyway, that's basically the show. Um, uh, last thing I will say, oh, oh, so the, I'll, uh, yeah, so super successful syndication forever. Also, it has, it has had five subsequent cartoon series, two live action films. And uh, the first one was Matthew Broderick. The second one was starred French Stewart from Third Rock from the Sun. Uh, Brief fun, fun anecdote. This gives me a chance to share this. Um, So my oldest daughter loved Inspector Gadget 2 when she was a kid. She, you know, when you're little, you latch onto random movies and you watch them over and over for no freaking reason. And for some reason, she loved Inspector Gadget 2. She like watched it like it was going out of style constantly. It was just her favorite. She loved Inspector Gadget 2. So one time, uh, a couple years ago, before pandemic, I was actually the last con I did before pandemic. Um, I was there. I was there with you know selling selling books and stuff. But you know it's fun walking around and meeting people, whatever. So French Stewart was there, and uh, just as a guest, and I went and I met him, and nobody was in his line. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go meet French Stewart. Whatever, I don't care. He's cool. And uh, so I told him the anecdote about my daughter and Inspector Gadget too, and I'm like, you know. Just so you know, in case you think that that movie was, you know, you know, I don't know what you think about it. If you think it wasn't worth doing or so, I have no idea what you think about that movie. But I want you to know that you made this little girl's like kid life because that was one of her movies. That was one of her big, huge movies. She watched it a million times. So anyway, it was really cool. And uh, and it was just a fun experience. And French Stewart was super awesome. And he bought one of my books and he was just really cool. So anyway, um, the theme song to Inspector Gadget. Last thing I'll say is. It's actually inspired by Edvard Grieg's movement in the Hall of the Mountain King. And it was composed by Shuki Levy. So I don't know specifically like what movement in in the Hall of the Mountain King they're talking about, because I don't hear the main. What's what's the main thing you you know from now? I can't think of anything. Right, so that's clearly not in here, but apparently there's a movement in there that sounds similar to this. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not familiar with all of it, but I think that main theme has echoes of it. Yeah, it's not that that much of a stretch, but okay, something like that. And finally, Spider-Man. This is the original Spider-Man tune from 1967. The show ran for three seasons, 52 episodes uh, from 67 to 70. Some episodes were single. uh, So they were like, you know, half hour episodes. And then others were split in half and they were just 15 minute segments. Um, So, yeah, uh, not a lot really to say about the show itself. It was it was, you know, a long time ago. It was, you know, very early Marvel animation, very early, you know, not that they made it, but very early superhero cartoons, licensed cartoons, whatever. Uh, due to the low budget and odd nature of some of the still shots, the 60 series has become the subject of numerous memes, I think is, is yeah. one of the main reasons why it uh, perseveres to today. Most notably of all is that one, and you know it, of the two Spider-Mans pointing at each other. Um, like you, yep. you, you. Um, so I just thought I'd talk about that real quick. Uh, that particular screen grab is from episode 19, it's actually the second. That was one of the episodes that they split in half. So it's the second segment in episode nineteen, and it is called Double Identity. And here is the synopsis from Wikipedia: uh, Spider-Man attempts to catch a man looking like Peter Parker, who steals a valuable manuscript, but the man's bodyguard Brutus knocks him down. The culprit is Charles Cameo, who impersonates others while stealing art treasures. 
A trap is set by J. Jonah Jameson and the police uh, with a credenza tapestry with James with Jameson thinking Spider-Man is responsible for the other thefts. Of course, Brutus knocks out the police who the police officer who is delivering the tapestry and takes his place while cameo impersonates Spider-Man. Then Cameo and Brutus are apprehended by the real Spider-Man. And of course, we get that moment where they see each other and they're like, you, you, you. Anyway, so that's called Double Identity. And I believe it is on YouTube. Um, last note, just about the theme song itself. It's it's called Spider-Man. It was composed by Paul Francis Webster and Bob Harris. The original was recorded at RCA Studios in Toronto, where the cartoon was produced. Uh, memes aside, the song is probably the most remembered part of this first of many Spider-Man cartoons. Um, even if you don't realize that, like, which Spider-Man cartoon show it's from, you know the song. You know it. Right. Uh, it has been featured in subsequent cartoons, uh, numerous movies, video games, and was even covered that one time by the Ramones. So it's definitely... Right. Uh, it's definitely, I think, a classic TV cartoon, especially cartoon theme song. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, back then, like a lot of the action cartoon shows of the 60s, specifically like the Hanna-Barbera stuff, they were all like not that good because it, it's like it's like one of those shows that the narrator just explains the show over the entire theme. Yeah. So it wasn't really like it didn't have a, a focus on lyrics. Most of those shows, most of those action shows, you didn't right. have like this great, like catchy song with a ton of lyrics. And this song has a ton of lyrics and they're all so great. Yeah. I mean, come on at the speed of a crime. He arrives just in time, swings on a thread, look overhead. Like there's such great rhymes. It's just, yes. the whole yeah. thing is such gold. And uh, of course, you know, action is his reward, which is, uh, a line that was in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I remember Xander Harris saying it one time. And at the time, I actually didn't get the reference. And then later heard that, like that line in the song. And I was like, I was like, oh, oh I remember oh, Xander saying that. Like, oh, that's because it was such a fun, funny line. He's like, action is my reward. And I was like, that's a great line, Xander. <laughs> it's like, no, it's a Spider-Man reference. You don't. Action is my reward. <laughs> mm. Nice. So funny. That's that. Yep. Nice. Those are my picks. I hope you enjoyed Hilarious. them, folks. I sure did. Yeah. Sweet picks, dude. I did too. They're excellent picks. All right. Moving on to the final block of this part of the podcast, and that is 8 Bit Alchemy's pick. What, what? Uh, his block. And the first song we're going to play is <gasps> The Angry Beavers.
average kid that no one understands. Mom and Dad and Vicky always giving him commands. Grabs every wish, cause in reality, they are parents, 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 Welcome back, guys. So, uh, yeah, the last track you just heard was Fairly Odd Parents, which is awesome. Uh, I've awesome. never actually, I've never actually watched the show. Um, oh. But yeah, that theme song is uh, so good, so damn good, good. damn good. Such and before, and before that, we had Hey Arnold, and, uh, another show, another another show I never watched. I mean, I I know, I knew that existed. I knew. What the characters look like and everything, but I just never watched an a episode. Football head, if you yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For uh, Stewie Griffin, um, yeah, right, right. And of course, the first track was the Angry Beavers. So that's another another good one. I, I love the uh, the sound effects they use for that theme. Yes, song. Angry good. Beavers was a f- really funny show. It's a damn yeah. funny show, man. Yeah, I've never, I feel I like never watched it. I never watched it. it I should, it, I should it, check it, it out. It did pretty well too. It had four seasons. It had sixty-two episodes, which is honestly more than I thought. But yeah, that show was funny as hell. Um, but yeah, I think with like this these blocks, you know, I, I feel like I always tend to I, I like to pick like the I don't know, like the upbeat and like, you know, sometimes more rock, more metal focused songs or whatever. And I felt like these were all genres of music that I really enjoy that are not my normal like shtick. Yes, and yeah. uh, and so, you know, with Angry Beavers, it's like you got this very like, you know, ska jazzy. Well, not jazzy, but like, you know, kind of just upbeat, you know, brass section almost ska like song. And it's it's very fun. It's very like kind of like Latin flavored. And it, it's just it's great. Like it's a great you know, s- launching point for the show. And, you know, I mean, I feel like in, in, uh, in hindsight, looking at this show about two, two beavers that were, uh, just acting real friggin' weird the whole time. I feel like they were, they were just total drug addicts. You know, I, I feel like Daggett was like on crack and, and Norbert was, was just, you know, high as, as crap. Uh, you, wow. Yeah. Yes. Like, mm, yes. Like big time. Yes. And, uh, and I mean, I, you know, whatever, but at the time, uh, I feel like, what made this show so good is that the friggin' voice acting performances by the two of them are just great. Like Daggett's done by Richard Stephen Horvitz and Norbert was by Mitchell Whitfield. Derek, um, uh, Richard Whitfield in the pilot, sorry, um, Nick Baquet in the in the main show. And people, voice actors who I, I don't hear their names very often, but man, their performances were so friggin' funny. And, and there Daggett, was so much. The Daggett guy was Zim, right? Um. Let's see. Yes. Yes, that is accurate. Yep. I didn't recognize Vader's his name, in. Richard Stephen Horvitz, but yes, that's Vader Sim uh, as well as quite a lot of things. Um, he also he also is in uh, Destroy All Humans um, for people who played that game. Uh, a lot, a lot of things. Um, so yeah, Agree Beavers, uh, it was a show that launched in 97. Um, it was created by Mitch Shower, and the theme music uh, was composed by Charlie Brissett. And yeah, honestly, I think this is one of those Nick shows, much like um, Rocker's Modern Life, that I've 
wanted to go back and revisit and watch yeah. through again with new glasses because I feel like there's so much of it that would be funny and it would hit different as they say today. Uh, and honestly, I, I just really enjoyed it. I mean, the friggin' uh, Nickelodeon music videos that they used to play in between shows and they would play the 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 beaver fever song uh from angry Be- he's got that beaver fever <laughs> fever oh yeah he's got this beaver fever beaver fever it's just like this fucking disco like out of nowhere disco song and it was it was awesome it was just it was a great show funny as hell uh and and i i was happy to highlight the theme song i don't think uh i don't feel like the show gets mentioned enough it's a good one i 100 nice. percent agree and i loved that there would uh this show had like a re- just a recurring theme of like making fun of old movies like because the the angry beavers would sometimes be watching tv and what they would always be watching is like super old movies but in the world of the tv like the drawings were very different drawings than the rest of the show. And they were much more serious and they looked very pop art, but drawn very well. And, and just so completely different, almost like the sixties, Hanna-Barbera space ghost era stuff, I guess. But uh, I remember it looking even better than that, but, and, and they, they would just, I don't know, be watching old movies sometimes. Like, and I remember there was an angry beavers, a movie that was not in theaters, but it was on, it was on Nick. And uh, I remember that there was a lot of that in the, in the angry beavers movie. There was a, a lot of like in the world of their TV. Nice. And Joe, the, you, I know you used to watch the show a little bit because I remember we always made, well, we didn't make fun of this. We thought it was so funny. We loved it. It was like the, the lady and she's running away from like the bad guy and, and she trips and she's like, oh, my ankle. And then she gets oh, up yeah, and yeah. runs and she's like, oh, my other ankle. And they just made fun <laughs> of all these tropes yes. that were in like a billion movies and they were so stupid. And uh, it was I just thought that was an element of that show that was unlike all the other Nicktoons and all the other cartoons in general that I just okay. appreciated so much. I do remember. I remember that scene. I did not know it was that show. Yeah. Oh, my other ankle. <laughs> my other ankle. <laughs> so funny. That's so funny. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think that show uh, is, is definitely a keeper in the pantheon. I don't know if it got a full release uh, DVD wise. I think um, I don't know. I, I feel like these Nick shows are sometimes hard to come by. Uh, okay, and says it was released uh, by Shout Factory, um, okay. so you can you can check out the whole series on DVD at least, uh, providing that it's still in print. I don't know for sure. Um, I wonder if it's, it's on Prime. It, it seems like it is. Um, yeah, it seems, and randomly, it's actually cheaper on the shout website which it that is never the case that is a actually, rarity yeah it's like 20 bucks cheaper than if you go to like uh ebay it's it's 45.99 versus 23.93 what a weird price 23 maybe it's on sale right now that that is pretty fucking weird um also uh, it, yeah. does, it does say it should be on uh amazon prime video video so that's nice. video so that's a good option too yeah nice. uh so so, yeah, so moving along, uh, the next show is Hey Arnold. Well, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So this show uh, was one that was on 
all the fucking time when I was growing up. Um, this this show had five seasons, 100 episodes. Um, it was from, you know, 1996 to 2004. So I, you know, I was five when this show started airing on TV. And this, uh, uh, okay, just to, to say up front, this show was created by Craig Bartlett and the uh, awesome, awesome theme song. And just frigging awesome soundtrack to this show in general was composed by Jim Lang. And, uh, and so this is a show that I think really embodies like a, a different uh, appreciation than I have for most shows that I grew up with. So like, like I said about Angry Beavers and Rocco's Modern Life, like those shows I think will have value going back to because I will catch different humor and I will, I will pick up on like the, the adult jokes and shit that I missed the first time around. Hey Arnold, was like when I was a kid, I used to watch the show again because it was on all the time. Um, and I, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't love it. Like it was not one of my favorites that could have been on in the total lineup of Nickelodeon stuff. Yeah. Uh, but going back to the show and actually watching it as an adult, this show is so full of like heart that I, I can't even describe another kid show that captures so many real characters that feel like real people with actual adult problems like you know you have uh, you know uh, a husband and wife where like the wife feels like the husband's a deadbeat and and doesn't ever work and can't learn how to read and and you know need to spend an episode teaching him how to read and helping him get a job like there was an episode where you know you kind of see like uh, you know, obviously Arnold's the main character. He's this, the football head kid and, and the, the bully girl is is Helga and Helga's parent. Like, so Helga is a is a total asshole to Arnold all the time. But, you know, the, the whole gimmick is that secretly she just is pining for him, loves, loves Arnold, so infatuated with him. But, you know, as a kid, I'm just like Helga's an asshole, period. Like, that's mm-hmm. like she's just a jerk. And, yeah, she likes him. Um, But first off, this introduced me to the concept at all that someone could potentially like you, even if they're not nice to your face, Um, which I feel like is like kind of a weirdly important lesson to learn that like people who are being mean to you up front don't necessarily dislike you. Like they might just have stuff going on or they might just, I don't know, they don't know how to express their emotions. So like the dynamic between Helga and Arnold was really different for a show as a kid like I had never right. seen that. Like that was really kind of eye-opening without realizing it. Like I didn't think about it that much as a kid, but in hindsight, it's really true. And her parents were like stereotypical um, parents. You know, you know, a, a situation where a kid is raised by parents who are largely absent and just has to fight for herself. Like her dad was this, you know, big time business guy. He's he was big, big Bob. He's had big Bob's beepers. And uh, and he was he was just working all the time. So the dad was like never around. And the mom was like a recovering drug addict, like alcoholic, which the show never really ever says. But she always laid around the house. She talked really slow and drawn out like, hey, Helga, can you run to the store for me? Oh, so, yeah, the subtext is there. Yeah always there yeah. and uh and you know you kind of can see it and the the one one or two episodes where helga's older sister visited olga um olga was like the prize child like the favorite she was so successful and so helga was just always in her shadow and and you you could kind of start to see like 
this girl is so so angry and so negative because she has like no network she has no support group she's just on her own and like this show episode after episode you know introduces and has characters with like very adult lives and honestly I think that is one of the most impressive things about the show in general is that, you know, watching it now, I would be, you know, seeing parallels to to things and people and, you know, just situations that I've, you know, heard of or encountered or whatever and and seeing it for what it is and not just a show about kids who are in, uh, you know, I think third or fourth grade. Uh, fourth grade yeah that's right because the bullies were the fifth graders and I remember as a kid thinking like that was so <laughs> stupid because I'm like they're in fifth grade they're not cool <laughs> they're just one year older right right, right. <laughs> like this is so dumb <laughs> um you know how lame you are kids uh, <laughs> I'm like why is this fifth grader named Wolfgang and he's the size of a fucking dump truck like I don't understand he's <laughs> he's jeans. one year older it's just really yeah. large um, jeans Nordic huge huge Nordic jeans Wolfgang <laughs> Uh, so, so I, I, you know, it is what it is. I think this show is really one that, that, that I, I did the opposite of sour on, right? Like I started out thinking you learned it was to appreciate okay, it. Yeah. But I really learned to appreciate it. I think right. it, they, they really did something special. And, uh, to get back to the music, um, so, so the composer, Jim Lang, uh, you know, uh, I, I won't say too much now cause I want to touch on it more in my beta segment for this episode, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just, he created a soundtrack for this show that is so mature and so legitimate, such, such legitimate, you know, jazz and, and kind of like this, this, this very specific style that wasn't necessarily popular at the time. Um, but it was just a style that spoke to him and it lends the show such a sense of maturity that I think you actually take the show just a little more seriously because the soundtrack takes itself seriously. Yeah. Like it can be goofy and funny when it needs to be, but the music is so real. It's not like listening to the Rugrats where you got like crazy, just fucking <laughs> right, wacky right. bullshit. Like freaking Mark Mother's Bar. Mark Mother's Bar doing his his Devo, you know, Devo dance over there. But Hey Arnold was like, okay, this is a show that has like real actual fucking instruments, actual jazz going on. And and it just was like, I, I think it would have surprised parents who were paying attention, especially parents who are fans of that genre, to like have their kids watching this show and have this like super legitimate music coming out of it. Um, so I think that's awesome. Uh, and uh, and I won't I won't go on too much more about that, but definitely a, a cool show that hits different as an adult. Um, and and yeah, you know, I I appreciate you, Hey Arnold, and I love that damn jazzy sound that that opening theme but so good it's very it's very upbeat um and then to round off my block i have a round off my block even though blocks are square um but to 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 end it to end it we have the fairly odd parents which is just like one of the best theme songs ever written honestly like like especially in my era where theme songs yes. were be were becoming uh, de-emphasized, right? Like I feel like I feel like theme songs were were starting to become shorter and becoming less lyrical and and yeah. and less, For sure. uh, yeah. you know, less of what we had in the '80s, where there was just a you know a endless fountain of fun, uh, you know, memorable earworm theme songs. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, I mean, the, I mean, the- every every Nicktoon I can think of has no lyrics in the song. Ren and Stimpy, Doug, Rugrats, right. Angry Beavers, Angry Beavers, All uh, Real Monsters. All Real Monsters. What, like, yeah. They're all just musical. And yep, out of nowhere, music. this was like this was the next the yeah. next generation. of Nick Right. And, and, and this was only two years after um, uh, Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold was in 96. Um, and so Fairly Odd Parents uh, debuted as an Oh Yeah cartoon um, from 1998 uh, into 2000. And then the show really just hit its stride. Uh, sorry, 1998 to 2001. Uh, but the show hit its track. I mean, this this show had 10 seasons, had 172 episodes. My God. Uh, it was created. It was created by Butch Hartman, uh, which I, I would like to say for for one uh, one second. Nickelodeon um, during this period of time was doing a really cool thing where they were actually having like these little little segments and little video vignettes of the show creators. And I remember um, seeing a number of little videos of Butch Hartman and like he would he would go through a process of him like animating a scene and he would be like, OK, you know, I'm going to I'm going to draw Timmy Turner doing his thing. And then I'm going to, you know, draw a few little frames of animation and flip. Back I remember and forth. that. And, like yeah. they just kind of yeah. really like made it more tactile. And it wasn't just like, here's a show. Enjoy it. You're a kid. It's like, no, here's the people making it, too. So that was cool. Butch Hartman was definitely the one I remember the most that they that they did like little video things on. So he's the um, guy who also did uh, like Danny Phantom and Tough Puppy. Uh-huh. Yep. Right. Okay. A lot of people love Danny Phantom. I've not watched that show, though, but yep, people love it. Um, it was, so, it was, yeah, it's fun. That, that's another show I watched with with my oldest daughter sometimes like that and uh, fairly odd parents. That was that was kind of like her era of Nick and like iCarly mm. and stuff like that. And, you know she was always watching like Hannah Montana on Disney, but like, like those were those years essentially. Mm-hmm. And right, um, right. yeah, of the, of those shows, like, you know, it's like, yeah, I was, I was happy to watch Danny Phantom and um, fairly odd parents. They were, they were fun. I Carly's actually not that bad. It's kind of funny uh, as well, but uh, yeah, like those, that era was, was like, you know, yeah, I, I didn't hate right. it. <laughs> right. Um, so, so yeah, so this theme song, um, was, so, so the, the show composer is this, is this gentleman guy moon. Um, but the opening theme song was written by Butch Hartman and a gentleman by the name of Ron Jones. Um, and Ron Jones is a composer that's been in the industry for a while. He's done various music for Star Trek TNG, um, DuckTales, not the theme song, but episode music in DuckTales, um, American Dad and Family Guy. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, the, the the theme song of this show is so spot on. It just yeah. fucking nails it. And yep. it's like, it, it doesn't take much for that theme song to just get like shot into my brain out of yeah. nowhere. And then I can't stop thinking about. The oh, yeah. Thing. I mean, it's, it's kind of like what I said about the Spider-Man song. Like every single word is just like the rhymes are so on point The like the pacing, the syllables, like everything is just perfect. It's like mm-hmm. a jigsaw puzzle and it's all they figured it out and it's done. It's perfect. Everything fits. Yep. Awesome. Right. Right. They they just they just killed it. And because uh, you, it's like one of those songs you, you start singing the opening line and you got you like you could sing the whole song every time you're already like, in it, right? It's like, it's like right. when I sing, which no one understands, no one understands. It, and just keep going, like, yeah, and it's also awesome. a very swing 
Yes. Very upbeat swing style, you know, song, which is again a a, a style that's not common. You know, we've right. had like ska and jazz and swing, and it's just all these different kind of flavors of music, which I think is great that that was kind of what was put forward when those weren't the main genres. Um mm-hmm. Now, that being said, I can't really recall what the music was like throughout the normal rest of the show. Right. Um, for either Angry Beavers or Fairly Odd Parents, Hey Arnold's the only one that like really sticked out to me. Um, but you know what yeah, it reminds there's... me of? It's, speaking of like such out of nowhere genre uh, that's not popular at all, it just makes me think of one of my other all time favorite cartoon theme songs, which we played, I think, on the original themes from a memory which is the a pup named scooby-doo mm-hmm. yes that song yes. is easily one of my favorite cartoon songs like ever Hell yeah. ever Hell and yeah. that so show is all 50s doo-wop yep out Everything. of nowhere all doo-wop yeah. all the time it was like mid 80s and it or late 80s or something i think it was probably late 80s maybe it was late early 80s, 90s yeah and it was like just 50s they're like 50s doo-wop not even when scooby-doo premiered Late late sixties, early seventies. No, no, no. Like we're mm-hmm. gonna go further back. It doesn't make any sense. They just wanted to do it stylistically. Yeah. Well, we made a choice, <laughs> and they just they just leaned into it. And it was great. They they totally did. Yeah, honestly, same I sort was, of sort sort of idea. I was yeah. like, oh, Spot Game Scooby Doo is so good, and I'm like, but I know we already did it before. I'm yeah. like, Damn it, but it's so good. So that, that, show, yeah. that show came out in '88. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Scooby. It's such a good show, too. I remember loving that show. Yeah. Yeah. Pub name Scooby Doo is awesome. Um, Super awesome. But yeah. yeah, So, Fairly Odd Parents uh, is a great show. I did not watch all of it anywhere near, you know, much like SpongeBob. I think I really probably saw the first like three seasons or so. And then just whatever, you know, these these Nickelodeon shows, just the popular ones go on forever. Um, But uh, that's almost why I. I like I prefer it. that Angry Beavers had less seasons. It's finite, it feels, right? Like mm. Angry Beavers and, and you know, Vader Zim and Rocco. Yeah, they're more digestible. Right? Like you could sit down and rewatch the whole thing if you wanted to. No problem. Yep. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah, that that's my block there. That's my nice. my, awesome uh, block. my low key awesome. Nick block there. 90s nice. Nick. Nice. Killer. Killer. Some killer, killer tunage. Killer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now we're at the, you know, we're ending this part of the podcast. And normally, you know, we would ask you a knock the ponder question. And like I mentioned earlier, that we opt out of that because uh, we had you guys request a bunch of uh, theme songs for us and you guys delivered. And uh, I can't wait to play these songs for you guys. It's, it, it was a blast putting this set list together. Um, so, anyways, Uh, We'll just go to a commercial, I suppose. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Hi, I'm 
Patsy, the angry nerd, lover of science and sharks. And I'm Ashes Von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania and mistress of Merlot. And, and we're, we're the, the hosts host of, of the Throwdown Thursday, Thursday podcast. podcast, part of the Somebodies and Grand Guignol Networks. Join us each and every Thursday as we break down all the characters you love and love to hate. That's right. We cover characters from movies, television, books, video games, and even real historical figures. Plus, we discuss science. And wine. Like, so much wine. Like, all the wine. We also pit random characters against each other in free-for-all contests voted on by you, the listener, and reveal the results the following week. Did I mention the wine? Like, there's a lot of wine. So join us on our journey through pop culture on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we, and we will, will see you next Thursday. Hi, this is Stan Bush from Transformers the Movie, and you're listening to Retro Red Octopus. You got to touch. All right, welcome back, everyone. So now we're going to play your picks, and uh, we're this this first block that we're going to play is all animated, and then the second block will be like sitcoms and live action TV shows, or whatever. And uh, so we will just get right to it, and we will start with King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. <laughs> And then, from the field of the future, a new king will come to save the world of the past.
they face the otherworldly forces of the evil dynasty. The power can be Calling on the spirits of ancient samurai warriors. The power can be All five have been given super powered fighting skills and weapons to wield against this tyranny. Push to the limits. A struggle between good and evil. And the fate of humanity hangs in the balance. 1,000 years ago, superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of gargoyles. Stone by day, warriors by night. We were betrayed by the humans we had sworn to protect, frozen in stone by a magic spell for a thousand years. Now here in Manhattan, the spell is broken and we live again. Defenders of the night. We are gargoyles. Dashing and daring, courageous and caring, faithful and friendly, with stories to share. All through the forest they sing out in chorus, marching along as their song fills the air. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. Of gummy berry juice. The legend is growing, they take pride in knowing the fight for what's right with whatever they do. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. I adventure that's beyond compare. They are the gummy bears. They are the gummy bears. All right, that was an Awesome block. Yes, it was. Uh, holy shit. Chock-a-block. Um, so good. Oh, my God. I mean, that, that was a big block. Yes. A very mm. big block. Big block, yes. Cheddar. Big block. Uh, it had, had weight to it. it had, oh, yeah. A good yeah. weight to it. Yeah. So the last track we heard was Adventures of the Gummy Bears. I had it end that block on a strong note. Such a strong God note. Goddamn. God so damn. strong. Yeah. I, I absolutely love this theme song so much. It's it's like one of those shows that I never really got into. I mean, I liked it, but I wasn't like I was more into like the, the DuckTales and Ship and Bill's mm-hmm. Rescue Rangers and all that. But uh, holy shit, that theme song. Fuck. Yeah, I love the Gummy Bears and uh, I love this song. Like you really can't beat those early Disney cartoon no. shows that became oh, like the I Disney know. afternoon. Yeah. Like we could like yeah. do own like also, you know, Duck, uh, Darkwing Duck, Goof Troop. Um, there's like numerous awesomes. Honestly, there's like a really good. Uh, it's funny, uh, Tim. You and I have never picked this, but we both love the that Winnie the Pooh show. 
There's like, oh, there's yeah. like that late 80s Winnie the Pooh mm-hmm. show. And uh, oh, yeah, gotta, gotta get, get up, up. You gotta, gotta get, get going. going. You're gonna you see, see a friend, friend of mine. mine. Like, it's, it's so good. Like, there's a ton of like just incredible Disney oh, tunes that so like, the, memorable. The intros. So, yeah. good. so good. Yep. Yeah, yep. so yep. freaking good. Yep. And before that, we had Gargoyles, which was my absolute favorite cartoon from Disney. Mm-hmm. It's so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was requested. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the Gummy Bears theme song was requested by Brandon Powers. And uh, then we had Gargoyles, which was re- requested by Ian Davison. AKA El Goro. Yes, yes. And then before that, we had Ronin Warriors, another, another awesome show. Another awesome show. Awesome and show. I, that theme song is excellent. And that was requested by our good friend, Josh Neelis. I hope yes. I'm saying your last name correctly. Um, and Cut before that, he's been, he's been before in the that, we had. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. You should uh, check out his comic books. Yes. They're really cool. Cutthroat Comics. Cutthroat Comics. Yes. That's your plug right there. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, we had Thundercats. And that was requested by Ian Wallace. The our man. Our our boy. Oh yeah, the boy wonderful, boy, wonderful. He's guys, guys, one. guys. We're, we're doctor guys. <laughs> we're doctor guys, <laughs> right? The right doctor puss guys. <laughs> right doctor guys. <laughs> we doctor guys. Oh, uh, Ian, we miss you, buddy. Yep. Yes, we do. So, anyways, that's an awesome, awesome theme song. Uh, and before that, we had the X Men theme song from the uh, early '90s, and just that was so requested. Good. Oh yeah, so good! It's like, it's like, way better than the show itself. It's just, so, <laughs> I, so I, I agree, I agree. So goddamn good! Holy shit! And that was requested by Bobby Canopy. I hope I'm saying your last Bobby Knipe. Knipe. Okay, there we go. Thank you. Um, also, also a member. Of, also, uh, you know, a member of the Brig Club. Those who have been imprisoned mm-hmm. in That's the Brig. Right. That's right. And he a Brigadier. Has a he has a documentary coming out called, uh, was it a mom and pop? Yes. Uh, it's called mom and pop. It's something like the, Ooh, uh, let's get this right. It's a long title. Let's just, uh, yeah. it's called mom and pop. The indie video store boom of the eighties slash nineties. And it's all about, it's basically the last blockbuster. Uh, only it's like mom and pop stores. And he's just got done like literally driving across the entire country. And he interviewed a ton of people with his his crew, and I cannot wait to see that video. It and he was he was really good so far. Yeah. Like he, he yeah, posted a, he posts like a, a little clip from uh, what to expect, and like wow, just like, can't I'm wait. Really impressed with yes. the quality. Yes, it looks yep. really good. And check out our episodes um, of the Brig. You know, as I mentioned, these people, you know, check out the episode with Josh Neelis and uh, Cutthroat Comics. Check out the episode with Bobby Knight Jr. That was uh, those are both from the summer. Yeah. Um, yeah, yep, good and stuff. Bobby Knipe also has a YouTube channel called uh Universal Retro, which is also uh his Facebook. Page I think it's well. just Universe Retro, is yeah, Universe? Un- okay, yeah, Universe Retro. Another, another YouTuber who, who goes by Universal, okay, okay, yeah, so Universe, Bobby Universe is Retro, Universe Retro, retro. Yep. yes, yes, now that yep. we got that straightened out, and before that, we had Danger Mouse requested by Derek Lofstrom, another awesome song. Um, I used to watch the show a lot as a kid. Uh, yeah. Really good show. And before that, we had Gem in the Holograms, requested by mm-hmm. the lovely and beautiful Ashes Von Nightmare. She is truly, truly, truly outrageous, that Ashes. 
oh like so outrageous she was so out- outrageous like she sent in like so many requests she did you know so outrageous <laughs> <laughs> and of course we started the block with king arthur and the knights of justice requested by justin cooper and our good boy sentino Santino Santino Mancibo. oh yeah. yes 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 so sir. good so good now I do not. I mean, I remember kind of watching Night uh, King Arthur um, back in the day, but I don't know too much about it. I I don't. I, I just I know. Like I didn't I, really I, see it much. Yeah, I mean, I remember it being on, but I never like actually sat down and watched an entire episode. It's funny. The only uh, thing I, like I really remember uh, is that they were like time traveled characters, and that they were a football team. Yes, that's all team. I remember. Yeah, they, yeah, that's all I remember. Yeah, yeah, I do remember this show though. Yeah, yeah, awesome theme song. Absolutely love it. Oh so yeah, catchy. yeah, yeah, um, awesome theme. Yeah, yeah, gem the holograms, gem the holograms. I classic. You know, I've never really. It, it's a classic show. I mean, I I don't know too much about it. I mean, I know we had Ashes and uh, Patsy on mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago. When we had our you know all girl episode, yeah. which was a lot of fun. Yeah, girly um, cartoon. I didn't say much of anything, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> um. Danger Mouse, love that show as a kid. Uh, really, really cool. Uh, that's more like a uh, like a James Bond type. Of yeah, that was British, show. an English cartoon, and yeah, um, yeah, very cool. Yep, and, and we course, talked no, about I- that uh, in our first episode as well. I think we did both that and Gargoyles were both picked. I feel like they're both Boss Rush mode picks from the first theme from A Memory, I believe. Oh, okay, I don't remember. I could, I could yeah. be wrong. I'm pretty sure. Uh, okay. For sure, I know. I know Danger Mouse was, but I okay. think they're both in that episode, though. So I, those were those were, I think, the only songs that you play. You're playing tonight that we that are repeats. I think, which is pretty good. Okay. It's only two yeah, out of good. so many. Oh, yeah. My God. And hey, you guys asked for them, so you get them. We had like almost thirty requests, like yeah. freaking insane. <laughs> yeah. So that that ends the first. Retroid block from the yeah. animated series. Total Retroid and, Live. Oh, to Total tape. Retroid Live. Yeah. To tape. Yes, to tape. Yes. <laughs> or to or to computer. <laughs> <laughs> or to Zoom. Nobody says that. Nobody Live says to Zoom. That. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> All right. So now we will start the second Retroid block, which is sitcoms and live action. And we will start with the very classic. TV show, Growing Pains. Show me that smile again. Don't waste another minute on your crying. We're nowhere near the end. The best is ready to begin. Oh, as long as we got each other, we got the world spinning right in our hands, baby, you and me.
military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. Trust me, I know what I'm doing.
welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that amazing Retroid block. Um, I this was a fantastic lineup. Like it's, oh God, I just love it so much. Um, the last track that we heard was the Monsters, and that was requested by our very own Doctor Matteo. Yes. Oh, right. hey, Doctor Matteo. Oh, hello, Doctor Matteo. Oh, hey. Oh, hello. <laughs> and before that, we had Home Improvement, requested by Reagan Riggles. And then before that, we have A Man Called Hawk, requested by Stephen Van Patten. And before that, we had Sledgehammer, requested by Derek Lostrom. And before that, we had The A-Team, requested by Phil Conti, which is fantastic. The A-Team is absolutely one of my favorite themes of all time movie yeah. tv show mm. anything i i love that theme and it's it blows my mind i i have never picked it for this for this show i can't believe <laughs> somehow i didn't pick the a team at some point like in mm-hmm. three episodes three episodes yeah but a man love that song yes Yes. So and then yeah. it goes, oh, yeah. and then it has the breakdown. It goes, now, 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 I totally thought you were going to go into the 90210 theme no, song. I did not. And before that, we have Buffy the Vampire Slayer requested by. Adam Letourneau, yes. who is the drummer from He Said, She Said, and he was on one of our breaks for our hair metal yes, uh, show. Season two episode of the Brig. One of our earliest Brigs, I think. We talked about hair metal. Yeah, yes. that, was a, that was a fun one. Yeah, that was, that was a while ago. Yeah. yeah, that was a really good one. Yep. And before that, we had Airwolf, and that was requested by Patsy. Mm, Fucking Patsy. love Airwolf. Yes. 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 Patsy Ray Hall of the Throwdown Thursday podcast, along with uh, Miss Ashes Von Lightman. Yes. Yeah, that was like some like really extended version of Airwolf. That was a really long. It was, yeah, yeah. It was like over three minutes, I want to say. Wow, it's pretty long. Yeah, damn. It's a great. It's. I mean, it's a great tune. I mean, absolutely. I didn't watch. It could have been on the Genesis. What's yeah, that? I'm not familiar with the TV show, but yeah. I said I feel like the Airwolf theme song uh, could have been on the Genesis. And, so. and now as I'm saying this, was, was there an Airwolf game on the Genesis? I mean, I think there was an Airwolf there, there, game there was, somewhere. There, there was a, yeah, it was an arcade. It was like a shoot 'em up or something. It was like a, a light gun game or something like that. I, I feel like it was. It's I could the, be wrong. Uh, it, it was for Nintendo. Um, there is an 8-bit NES Airwolf. Yes, yeah, and uh, I think that was a poor of the arcade, I believe. Uh, it's okay. a side-scrolling shoot 'em up. This one. Okay, maybe I'm wrong then. Okay. I know okay. the arcade. The arcade was like a light gun game. Okay. Well, I don't know, but I uh, it was for the 8-bit NES. Nice. I don't know if it included the amazing theme song or not. I've never well, we'll have better to, have we'll to check it out. Why the fuck would you even make the game if not to do an 8-bit <laughs> cover of the Airwolf theme? The whole that's why I'm minutes. making an airwolf game. <laughs> oh well, everybody has just to for a theme song, obviously. You do them for real, though. I really want to do it, <laughs> not make a game. <laughs> I just want to just want to do an 8 bit version of the theme song. It's such a jam. 
do, do the full do the full three man version of it. I mean, I want you to do, do I want you to do the eighteen too. <laughs> Hell, I'll do them all. Do it right now. Fuck it, I'll do it live. Yeah, that should be your thing. That should be right now. Start doing eight bit versions instead of video games. You know, do do TV theme songs. Be yeah, amazing. That'd be yeah, dope. That, I mean, that'd, be, I'm, I'm, that'd be fun actually. I feel like it's probably already been done by yeah. a million more talented people, but. I could, I could, I could break my teeth into it. Come in, you know. <laughs> Not a million more talented people. I mean, maybe a dozen or so. Maybe a dozen million, but <laughs> anyway, it would be a lot of fun. It'd be a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Keep it. Keep yes. it going. Yes. And the first track we played was "A Growing Pains," requested by Brendan Powers. That was a show that I I used to watch a lot when I was a kid. Uh, my mom would work uh, late nights and uh, she would have us record these shows on VHS. Remember VHS? I do. I do. <laughs> this. I do. <laughs> so, yeah. So we record the show for her all the time. And we, I think we record like almost every episode. It's it's very nostalgic for me. I mean, I mean, I, I like the show a lot. I mean, I don't like love it, but I liked it a lot. Um, but yeah, I, that theme song is really, it's really heartwarming. I want to say it's very, yeah, very... You know, it's really funny. That's one that I like totally forgot about. And yeah, you know, when, when, uh, when Brandon requested it, I went and I listened to it and it's like, it's like, Oh my God, I know this song, like the back of my hand. I just completely forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. It all came rushing back in this flood of nostalgia. And uh, yeah, that was a show I watched a lot. I guess I did. I thought it was really good. And uh, it was funny, but heartwarming. And, you know, I, I didn't think it was quite as funny as some of the other similar shows like. Uh, like Family Ties, Family Ties, for some reason, I thought was very funny. I really. Yeah. Alex P. Keaton really, really had my number. I don't know. But um, <laughs> no, I'm surprised no one picked that one. That theme song. Family I know Ties. that is that is a good one, too. I think yeah, I think Growing right. Pains is a better song, but yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. The uh, the Family Ties intro is so iconic with the painting. Oh yeah, the really good intro, really memorable. Right, 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 but, right. Yeah, all ah uh, great, great requests, guys. These oh, these God. were yeah. these so were super fun, super fun so block, good. and and very well curated by all of your keen ears, your keen yes. nostalgia-laced ears. Yes, 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 and like you know, you, like a lot of you guys requested like multiple uh theme songs and uh no obviously we didn't get to all of them in this episode but next week they will be played for you guys because they're just so good and uh they deserve to be played and listened to and all that awesome stuff yeah so this this will be the first time that we did a subsequent crow's nest that's uh you know and uh, it's an it goes with it what's the word i'm looking for it's a it's i my brain fell out tonight i can't even say words it's i think okay. i'm getting you're getting a case of the olds. I think I'm getting a case of the olds, but it goes <laughs> with it. It complements it. Mm. Yeah, it's it's good. With it's you like always, a wine Darth. pairing. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. I'm I'm psyched you're doing this, and I'm also yeah. psyched that this you know can you know hopefully will serve as the launching point for Nintendo's jukebox. Yes. Jukebox with a K. Like yes. every yes. other jukebox, <laughs> not a juice box. No, not a ju- Nintendo's juice box. Juice box. It's yes. Ecto Cooler. Mm. Oh, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Ecto Cooler. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Sugar goodness. 
All right. So hope you guys liked the show thus far. And uh, you can reach us in our incredible Facebook group or on Twitter at Reductopus. Or you can always email us at Reductopus at gmail.cam. Cam. Cam. <clears throat> and please, if you like what you're no, if you like what we're doing, uh, please leave us a review or a rating on our host site. Just search Pinecast Retro Redoctopus and just, you know, you can listen there or you can listen to us on Spotify or uh, iTunes or, you know, wherever. Or the Dorkening or the DVR website. The Dorkening, where all the docs go. Where all, it's really docs. docs yeah. It's wicked yes. docs. I mean, we're, we're, we're some of the docs. We're some of them. We're yeah. some of them. Yeah. We are. Yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, guy. So I uh, thank you guys so much for your, your contributions. No, this was a lot of fun. I think it's like my, my favorite uh, things from memory episode ever. Uh, it's, it's been a blast to put it, to put the show together for you guys. Yeah. And uh, so now it's almost time to catch that horizon. But before we say goodbye, let's go to this. If you're looking to score, you better listen to those that came before. Just sit right down and whip out your sheet because it's time to compose your scene. Why, hello there, Retroids. How are we doing out there? This is 8-Bit Alchemy, and we are here with a new edition of Compose Yourself, which only... Compose it. Compose it. Mm-mm, compose <laughs> it. It's only felt proper, given the uh, the weirdly musical nature of this episode. Bizarre. Haven't Fair. done this before. Uh, but let's talk about uh, let's let's do a little bit of a deeper dive. So uh, I mentioned this earlier for all you razor sharp witted uh, attention payers out there. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Jim Lang uh, at a little bit more length. The composer for Hey Arnold. Uh, he is uh, he's just a cool dude. And I want to talk to him. I want to talk to him. Yeah, that's that is that's actually <laughs> that's my Freudian slip. I wanted to say I wanted to talk to you about him, but I just want to talk to him. So yeah. let's, let's get him on the horn. Let's right get him now. on the horn. Let's get him on the horn. Uh, so I I will uh, I will lead off by saying Jim was born James Volker Langnecht, oh, uh, no which idea. is which is quite a fucking name. It feels very very German. Uh, born in 1950, better known as Jim Lang, uh, rolls off the tongue just a little bit better. Uh, American composer. And most well-known for scoring Hey Arnold, as well as the two subsequent movies, uh, Hey Arnold the Movie in 2002 and Hey Arnold the Jungle Movie, which came out in 2017. Uh, You know, a full like 15 years after uh, the first movie Um, and, uh, you know, 13 years after the last season of the show. Crazy. Um, Still doing Hey Arnold, which is awesome. Uh, So he is he is 70 years old. He was born in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, he was actually on uh, a number of, of, you know, smaller projects. Some of them people might know or not. Uh, he started out with Lover Money in 1990, Letters from Moab in 91, a movie called uh, Body Bags in 93 with John Carpenter, um, uh, In the Mouth of Madness in 94, also with John Carpenter. Wow. I, uh, I love John Carpenter. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, we, we hmm. freaking love John Carpenter. So, yep. So he he did some uh, some music with uh, the old JC, uh, which is badass. Uh, and then, hey, Arnold, he did a show called Lloyd in Space, which is such a fucking nostalgia blast because I 
didn't remember this show existing at all until I was looking uh, into some of Jim's work. And then I'm like, oh, holy shit, I used to watch the show all the time. Like it was on, I think it was a Disney show. Um, and it was just about this like green alien Lloyd who lived on a space station. And I don't know, he had all these like quirky alien buddies. And there was like this robot lady who was his teacher. And I don't know, it was this whole thing. It was very weird. Uh, but uh, he was, uh, Jim Lang was, a, was nominated for an Annie Award for Outstanding Individual Achievement for a song and an animated production, actually for the main title song of Lloyd in Space, which is pretty cool it's definitely a, a bit of a departure from uh hey arnold it's got some some sci-fi elements in there which is pretty kick-ass did the theme song uh, go lloyd in space <laughs> it really didn't but it should have damn it damn it fuck damn god, it god shit um <laughs> and then also uh the american society of composers authors and publishers uh awarded jim lang in 2004 uh an award for the top tv series for hey arnold uh which is really cool um he continues to uh his more recent works include the children's show dinosaur train uh which was on for a whopping eight years um and then uh currently he's working on the show ready jet go which frankly i don't know a damn thing about um it's on pbs kids it's it's for the kids i i don't know there's some you're supposed to be ages three to eight to watch it i am neither of those numbers so i'm not watching it but i i take it that the music <laughs> you're not is probably three kick-ass. you're not two and you're not eight i am not i am none of those three numbers um so uh so yeah but uh, a little bit about his biography um so uh Beyond obviously Hey Arnold and everything, he he's currently scoring a season. Uh, so yeah, he's currently he's scoring season two of Ready Jet Go with Wind Dancer Films, um, and his original music is featured in the Ron Howard film uh, The Paper and also Ransom uh, and Ed TV. Um, and so he's done a bunch of other movies: Born Killers, Fred and Vinny, Cellmates. Um, really has. You know, a, a modest credit, but decent, and and you know, I feel like you can't you can't knock it for it because he is just he's a fan of the genre. He's a fan of music. He's a fan of jazz, and uh, and honestly, like I couldn't find you know too much about his uh, his formal education or anything like that. Um, but what I do want to mention is that uh, uh, podcast friend uh, Julian Hester with the what's in my head podcast actually did an interview with Jim Lang. He has a uh, hour and 10 minute interview on his what's in my head podcast, YouTube channel and the podcast itself. Um, And, you know, I, I feel like this is God, maybe one of the only times an extended interview has been done with this guy. You know, it's not often that composers for uh, kids shows really get the spotlight. So I thought that was awesome. Um, and, uh, and so he actually uploaded it to his YouTube channel, uh, about a week ago. Um, but it was an older interview that he had just never gotten around to uploading the, uh, the interview. So, wow. Cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool to go check that out. Um, and, uh, Jim does have some more, some more recent, uh, albums that, uh, that I was able to come across, which I thought was fun that weren't necessarily for, um, anything particularly he has a group called Lil Blue Hat 
uh, that's Lil with an apostrophe, Lil Blue Hat. Uh, <laughs> they get together and they play live, uh, largely created electronically in the Hey Arnold uh, TV score. Uh, this group, uh, they, they do have recordings and, and live performance and stuff in the works. So they're, they're cranking away on that. And uh, when I had actually tried to find just some, some casual listing uh, for, for Jimmy, uh, for Mr. Langnecht, Lang, uh, Lang, <laughs> it's like L-A-N-G-K-N-E-C-H-T. Yeah, it's intense. Uh, I'm not going to touch that with a 25-foot pole. It's a mouth. It's a mouthful. <laughs> um, but there is a there is an album I was able to find. Pat Patrick Gleason and Jim Lang, Jazz Criminal, which uh, you know it's a little edgy. Uh, you know, it's, it's hardcore. Uh, I'm not really sure if it's the same exact Jim Lang. I can't find for sure if it's if it's tied to this this individual. Uh, but that's all I could find on on YouTube music. But He's an awesome guy, you know, his style, he was, he was inspired to start doing music. Um, the first time he heard uh, Rhapsody in Blue. And that basically just as a kid, like set him on the pathway. He's like, nope, that's what I'm doing. That's he's pure, like, I'm, I'm making jazz. jazz. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm doing jazz. Um, and so I think that's, you know, it's kind of neat that he just had like this very defining moment in his career and everything. And, you know, basically all to say, he seems like a really cool dude. He writes great music. Uh, the whole Hey Arnold soundtrack is available to listen to on YouTube. Uh, if you've never seen the show, I highly recommend going and checking it out. It is it is a solid listen. Uh, they did release the soundtrack on vinyl, um, but it's out of print. And it was only volume one. I don't think they were able to finish or do volume two. They might still be in production. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's, he's a really cool dude and definitely punched above his weight for the show that he was composing for and for the product that was delivered. I think it's, uh, it's a true show of craftsmanship and artistry to, to, to bring that kind of, you know, serious music taking to a, to a kid's show. You absolutely. Know? Mm, that really shows absolutely. that he, he, he didn't diminish the project at all based on the nature of what, of the show. It's just like, no, I, I'm I'm this is I'm giving it my all here. Like this is my A game, so I think that's awesome. Nice, oh, yeah, uh, but yeah. So, so this uh, little compose yourself cool. with uh, Mr. Jim Lang there. Nice awesome. little, uh, nice little uh, biography there. Um, I think that it's a little unfair that um, Mr. Hoyt Curtin never got that treatment. Oh, I know Hoyt, Hoyt Curtin, who has now officially been mentioned in. Four episodes of the Retro Red Octopus Cephalo Podcast. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it, yeah. it's just it's always been uh, a different a different beta segment. But yeah, Hoyt deserves his day in the sun. God damn it! Absolutely. God damn it! One of these God days. Yes. Very Hoyt very good. That was a, that was a that was a good segment. Good job. Why why thank you? Yeah, you too. All right, that wraps up the episode. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you enjoyed this. Oh, can we do proms? Can we do proms? Oh, you're right. I'm like ahead of myself. Harry cheats. If you want. Uh, Okay, let's do proms. I just wanted to mention um, before doing, I do have a prom, but um, when we were going through all the requests, um, we spotlighted everybody who has been on the show except one person. And I don't want to let that uh, just go by. Stephen Van Patten, uh, who requested 
a song. I didn't know the show. I can't remember what it was. It was one of the it was one of the live action shows. Uh, uh, a man called called Hawk. A man called Hawk. He was also in the brig, and his episode is called "Laughing Black Vampire in Brooklyn." And he is mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Van Patten is the man behind. He's an author, and he's the man behind "Laughing Black Vampire Productions." He's got a ton of cool books out, and I did not want to just not spotlight him because that would just not be fair at all. So, uh, right there, now we've. I think we mentioned everybody who's been on the show in the brig or something who also submitted a uh, a, re- a request for TRL. That's Total whatever the fuck. Anyway, uh, I do have one <laughs> one um, one cool prom tasty tasty as it may be. Um, I am going to be um, I'm going to be doing some some live action uh, live action appearances. I won't be animated. Um, I will be in the flesh coming up in October. Uh, the first one, it's actually going to be the f- the first like big show that I've done this year first since the pandemic and I will be appearing at the Monster Expo and that's spelled M O N S T A H big letter X P O Monster Expo because of course it's in it's in Massachusetts so of everybody course. talks like monster so it's a monster expo <laughs> and uh that is going to be October 16th and 17th it's at the seaport inn and marina in fairhaven massachusetts it's right next to fall river uh and tickets are five to twenty bucks pretty cheap to get in if you are not doing anything that saturday it's the uh i believe it's the like the third second or third weekend in october but it's the 16th 17th anyway Come check me out. I will be hanging out with Derek Rook at the Rough House Publishing booth. And we always have fun and uh, put on a pretty good show. And, you know, obviously we'll have books to sell. And uh, I will be there signing copies of my three books. Uh, that'll be, of course, Mark of the Witchworm, my newest, and my uh, my my Bone Eater King and uh, Marrow Dust books as well, my Vampires in Africa books. So, like, yeah, come check us out. Say hey. Uh, high fives are free. Hell yeah, they are. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I like use hand Very sanitizer. Nice. I don't know. Very nice. Oh. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, going back real quick to uh, a man called Hawk. Yes. Uh, when I was uh, uh, getting the song uh, for this episode, I was watching the uh, the video clip, and like, I immediately recognized the actor, the main actor, uh, Avery Brooks. Oh. And I'm like. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, I know him. Yeah, Commander Cisco from uh, Deep Space Nine. I'm like, nice. huh? That's interesting. I... I did not know he was even on the show. I've never even heard the show, so that. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So this... that's that's cool. Oh. So uh... this is a spinoff of Spencer for Hire. Oh. Oh, I didn't. I've just never seen the show. I, I guess I didn't watch either one of those shows. That's right. You know what? I remember speaking with uh, another another Brig. Another brigadier, um, Nicole Givens Kurtz, who was who was in the brig last year. Uh, I remember we were talking about Spencer for Hire as her like favorite thing ever. She just loves Spencer for Hire, and we talked about uh, a man called Hawk. We talked about Avery Brooks. I I had forgotten about that because yeah, I've, I never actually got to see the show, but huh. that's awesome. Yeah, that's wicked cool. Nice, very cool. Nice. All right. Uh, I guess I'll I'll do my promo. Um, I have a YouTube channel 
which I will now be doing uh, Nintendo Jukebox because uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun to do. Yeah. And I uh, know put, putting the show together. I mean, it was, it, it was a lot of work getting the all all the songs, but uh, you know, it was worth it. So I, I think I'll just I'll just keep going with it. I, yeah. I just things a lot of fun. Cool. And uh, so yeah, so check me out on YouTube. Just look up Nintendo Twenty Five and. I'm right there. And uh, I will also be making an appearance at Too Many Games at the Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania on October 8th through October 10th. So, yeah. Wow. I didn't even uh, know about this. Hell yeah. Super cool. Yes. Uh, super cool. I mean, I'm not, I'm just going, you know, as, you know, as a, spe- as a spectator, I'm not like, I'm not, you know, We'd be walking around. We'd uh, be like, you know, free high fives, and you know, I mean, yeah, like yeah, you social know, distance I, I, high fives. I mean, we can do yeah. that thing. I mean, that thing they I, do in like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, wave. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be going with, I'll be going with my, you know, my my best YouTube friend, uh, Sean Costello, aka Eight Bit Glitch. Uh, 79 uh you mean so eight bit that'd be cool so he'll be yeah <laughs> so he, he he's my hot date so we're gonna share our you know share our hotel room mm-hmm. um two separate beds that we can always put together if we want yeah uh, i mean yeah you know, you know, it's, good to have it's good to have, it's good to have options that's right that. um so yeah so that that should be a lot of fun it'll be like my first convention since uh the pandemic so that should be a lot of fun nice very cool absolutely yes what about you, 8-Bit? Uh, so myself, I don't have anything super new. Uh, I, I still have my 8-Bit Alchemy uh, YouTube channel, and I still do commission music. Uh, I uploaded four theme songs that I had composed in the last like two years or so on my YouTube channel recently. So there are a few, li- few new little nuggets there um, and, uh, and, and stuff for you to check out. Um, one of them is a previously unreleased song no one's ever heard it uh, what? oh yes oh yes it's it's uh-huh. real it's there it is something i wrote for a friend uh who was going to do a youtube uh, gaming channel and then never ended up doing it and then i've just ended up sitting on the song for forever and i'm like fuck it whatever i'll i'll put it so i put it and now you can cool. hear it um, nice. so yeah so that's that's cool um, and then other than that, I have my uh, eight bites blog of, uh, of food and, and adventure and travels and, and fun and being dumb and eating stuff. Uh, and so that is an article based blog. There's no videos, uh, yet. I don't know. Maybe, maybe one day I'll do videos. Probably not though. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of what's going on with me. Uh, yeah, that's, nice. that's what's up. Nice. Nice. Awesome. 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 All right. So that wraps up the episode. See, I'm doing it for real this time. Yes. Not ahead of myself. Doing <laughs> it for real. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you've enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up awesome. If you like what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter. Yes. As well as being part of the Nibriard Podcast Network, Retro-Redoctopost is a full-fledged member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. So if you like to, you know, check out any of these shows, just, you know, just go to, you know, the dorkening.com and check out, like, all these amazing shows like Throwdown Thursday, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, Shark Bikes, uh, yeah, Shark Bikes, Shark Bites, uh, um, uh, Amalgam Files with our buds Ian and Shelby. 
And uh, yeah, so just just go to the website. Tons of stuff. Out, like so many awesome, awesome shows that you guys should check yes. out. And uh, really, so, cool yeah, stuff. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna end the show. I'll be, I'll be I'm like do I'm it. Like you know, I'm like you know, I'm your host Nintendo. Are and, you? Uh, I, yeah. Yeah, in case you are, You're, you are now. Oh my we've God! Been, we've been doing this for for how long? I have to keep reminding you who I am. <laughs> well, don't forget, they're dumb. <laughs> don't forget. <laughs> don't forget, I'm dumb. <laughs> Anyways, I've been your host Nintendo, and uh, please be safe, be good to one another, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Retro the Octopus. Peace out, bitches. <laughs>